o'clock. Always a good time to call Baird Brothers. Featuring fine hardwood since 1960. This is News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. From ABC News, I'm Richard Cantu. The Cleveland Indians are the latest major sports team to do away with a symbol considered offensive by Native Americans. Starting with the 2019 season, Chief Wahoo will no longer appear on Indians' uniforms or caps. Phil Yenyo of the American Indian Movement wants it to happen sooner. I don't understand waiting until 2019. Why not do it this year? And, and while we're at it, just change the name of the team it, because that's part of it. If you don't change the name of the team, you're still going to have fans going down there wearing headdresses, painted up in red face. President Trump delivers his first State of the Union address tomorrow. He previewed a little of it as he swore in Alex Azar as new Health and Human Services Secretary. It's a big speech, an important speech. We cover immigration. and uh, For many years, for many, many years, they've been talking immigration. They never got anything done. We're going to get something done. We hope. It's got to be bipartisan. In the coming days, the administration expects to announce whether temporary protected status for about 7,000 Syrian refugees in the U.S. will be extended. Attorney Abed Ayoub of the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee. They're working. They're going to school. They're doing what they can. Uh, And the thing is, is many of them do want to go back home, but just don't have the opportunity to do so. Separately, a three-judge federal appeals panel has ruled immigrant children are not entitled to taxpayer-paid lawyers when facing deportation. Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, number two at the FBI, who led the Bureau for months after James Comey's firing and a frequent target of President Trump's criticism, abruptly left the Bureau today. It was expected he was going to retire in March. The government reports a four cents rise in the past week in its national average price for regular unleaded gasoline. It's just under two sixty one a gallon, thirty one cents a gallon higher than last year at this time. You're listening to ABC News. Good afternoon. I'm Macy Jepson. Police in Austintown are looking for two people who robbed the Jared store in Boardman this morning. The suspects led police on a chase through Boardman and Austintown, hit a vehicle near the Mahoney Plaza shopping center, then got away on foot. A man is in the hospital in critical condition after Youngstown police say his girlfriend threw hot cooking grease on him. Youngstown police say the fight happened last night on East Wood Street. Renee Allgood was sick and tired of Harold Saunders being involved with another woman. The two got into a huge argument, and Allgood eventually took a pot from the stove, hitting Saunders. She then threw more things at him, including a pan of hot cooking grease. Saunders now is in a burn unit in Akron. Allgood told police, well, he's only acting like he's hurt. Tom Moore reporting in the newsroom. A high school football standout from Sharon is in trouble with the law after a fight involving knives and baseball bats. Sharon police say the fight on Park Avenue Sunday night involved 10 people and one arrest was made. 18-year-old Zion Strickland charged with aggravated assault and riot. During his high school career, Strickland was considered one of Western Pennsylvania's top football players. The Cleveland Indians will retire the divisive Chief Wahoo logo from their uniforms and progressive field at the end of the season. The Indians organization's says they will continue to sell merchandise with Wahoo in the Cleveland market, just not nationally beginning next season. Here's how fans feel about it. You know, oh well, it happens. But I think it should be always a staple of the Indians. There's so many different things to get upset about. A mascot should be the last thing on your mind. Too much going on in the world. That's, that's the icon. You cannot mess with history. From the all-new in 2018 Power Chevrolet Buick GMC of Calcutta, Ohio Newsroom, I'm Macy Jepson. Next update at 6.30. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. $9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. Iron. Need a furnace checkup? Call Mazza Heating and Cooling in Girard, your factory-authorized Bryant dealer. Rain or snow showers quickly changing to all snow showers through this evening into tonight. Snow accumulation ranging anywhere from 1 to possibly up to 3 inches. Lows falling into the middle teens. Highs only in the low 20s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. It's now 39. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. 
All right, time for the financial show, News Radio 570 WKBN. <laughs> you know, you're sitting at the same microphone Jim Rosenhouse sat at today from the Indians, just so you know. Rosie there. All right, here's John Arnold. And uh, market went down today, uh, Jay Arnold, right? It did. I, I to be honest with you, I, sure, I don't know how else to say this with the, without telling the truth. Um, I had a colonoscopy today. <laughs> that's more, more information than the more information than the, the, the listening audience. This morning, wanted. yes. Yeah. And how'd it go? Uh, Did you have any pops? Uh, nope. Let's so, start with the real stuff. Did right, you have any yeah, pops? Let's not get too personal, but yeah, I, I came out clean, so to speak. And well, uh, if you have polyps, they cut them out. I yeah, hope. But the, there was none, thankfully. And mm-hmm. then um, it was you know I'm 42 with three kids now, and it was I had to do preventative maintenance and. It's something you should. It's something people should have. I have one every three years. You know. Yeah, it's smart. I mean, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer creeps up on you, and it's a death sentence. And you know, the <laughs> worst part about it is just drinking the stuff oh, that you have to drink. That is by far the worst. And then with the it, it and tastes at, horrible. What, what at, well, forget the taste. That's what happens afterwards for the next. That day. doesn't even bother me. I, I eat. I eat light the day before. I got to drink this stuff. You're out of your So mind. then when I and my wife taught me like I'll, I'll take a swig of this stuff, then I take a swig of like Seven Up. Swig of this because it tastes so salty or whatever. And you got to drink this cup of it down. Then you got to flush it down with two cups of water. And then uh, you know then it's, then it's the waterfall for a while. And then you know it, it is what it is. So everything went well. Everything thankfully went well, um, which is I've, uh, which obviously I, I'm, I'm very blessed so far. And all that matters in life, it, it, the only thing that health. matters is your health. At the all, end of the day, you're true. That's you, it. You know, I mean, if you don't have that, you have absolutely nothing. I mean, uh, nothing at all. I mean, you want to enjoy your life so that you can, you know, have a roof over your head, pay your electric bill, get your car fixed when you get need your to. Property tax you know, it, it, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. You want to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, go out to eat. I mean, you know, just a regular lifestyle, and uh, and that's living. But I'm telling you, if you don't have your health, it's all a sad state of it, affairs. It's it's, uh, and you see that a lot of times. I do. I and you am, know what else I got to tell you? My even in my family. I mean, I remember going to spaghetti dinners and and stuff because so and so got a colon cancer or or pancreatic cancer at a young age, and the deductible is this or the. the they ran out of money on the health insurance. And it, I was thinking, man, if they just caught that just at an earlier age. Yeah, hopefully, right? right. I've seen it literally firsthand. It's horrible. You know what I think is a tragedy? We'll get to the market and all that stuff in mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I really think, and I want you to talk about this. Can we please? Folks, this is a tragedy to, to uh, that's going on. The tragedy is that, uh, that in the plain dealer, I was reading an extensive article about folks wanting to retire at 62. And folks who have retired at 62, mm-hmm. first of all, number one, folks wanting to retire at 62, and all of a sudden they go and they say, well, how much is my health care to get from 62 to 65 before Medicare kicks in? And you're looking at 1000 to $1,200 I just ran, a month. I just ran it for a guy named, uh, I'm going to say last name Ellis, okay? And it was, was, was $1,350 a month, high deductible plan, like $5,000 deductible it was medical mutual. Guy's sixty two and he wants to do exactly what you're talked about for him and his wife, and it's straight up BS. Okay, so you so you so think about this thirteen hundred a month. Thirteen hundred a Plus month. Plus six thousand or five thousand dollar deductible, yes. Right. So kind of like my plan I have here. But uh but with that being said, so this guy's gotta say to himself, this is a game changer. And I want you to talk about this. This is a game changer with a lot of people who come in and they think they're ready, they want to retire because they're sixty-two, they can collect social security. You pray I don't care what anyone says, you know, you don't know how long you're gonna live, you're better off collecting it. And the game changer is when they get that bill, is it not? Or, or or they're told what that would be, so they say, forget it, I'm just gonna go tell them sixty five. That's what's happening to this gentleman and his wife was disgusted, but I could see the hurt in his eyes, and because it's a huge thirteen thousand more. Tw- yeah, let me put it this way: more I just did the math on the calculator. Before any money comes from the insurance company to, to his medical plan, twenty one thousand two hundred dollars goes out of his pocket. Right. Think about that. Think about that for a second. If some, this guy makes fifty grand a year, after taxes, he's probably doing. Thirty-eight thousand, thirty-six thousand, right? And he's got to pay twenty. He's going to pay twenty-one thousand two hundred before he can get an ounce of care. That Obamacare thing is such a bunch of baloney. And anybody who voted for it thinks it's good is an idiot. 
Mm-hmm. I am so fired up today. I <laughs> between what happened with Chief Wally with the Indians, you hearing you on the the taxes. God bless you for br- having the courage and the strength to bring it up. And then now this stuff, I see my clients getting hurt. These guys should be able to retire at sixty two. They should be able to retire comfortably at sixty two, and 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 get to Medicare age because you know what they've been putting in it all their life since they were 16, 14 years old, and it's crap. It's crap. Yeah, and, you know, John Arnold has talked to me in the past about this, and I, I want you guys to hear this because I think it's an important discussion to hear. You know, John, John has said to me both uh, off the air, and we've talked about it once on the air. He says, you know what? A lot of people come to me and say, should I retire at 62 or 65? And John says to them, well, 62, he would say to them. And they would say, well, why? And he would say, because you could die. Because you don't know if you'll make it to 65 or 66 or 67. And John would say to them, and I'm, as we've discussed uh, you know, privately, and I, not to betray your trust, you would say, listen, taking at 62, you could die. And, that, and in many cases, uh, people do die. Uh, yeah, they don't get to collect them I on. just had a client right. I mean, I mean, seriously. This just happened. It literally just happened to me. Obviously, I can't use his name on the radio, so right. I'm going to call him uh, Bill. Al. Al. Okay. Al. Al. I like Al. Al. This guy worked in a tool and die shop for 38, no, 42 years of his life. Only job he ever had. Right. Scrimped and saved, had a kid, did everything right. You with me? Paid his bills. Paid over. his yep. bills. He was He was perfect. He was old. He got divorced, old fashioned, by the book kind of guy like my dad. All he liked to do was golf, go out to eat, make sure his kid and his grandkid is taken care of. This dude die, dies on me seventeen months later, later after retirement. Great at, guy at sixty two or sixty five. Sixty three, sixty three, and some change, because he re, and, and, and he was a perfect example of why. And he listened to me, by the way. Actually, his real name is Steve, and I say so. He listened to he you, listened and he retired, and he died then. What seventeen months later? Seventeen months. Seven. He got seven. So he never really got to enjoy his Security. his retirement. Absolutely. But but remember when you told me uh, there was that one night that we did the program, and you were leaving the show to go to calling hours mm-hmm. from for one of your clients. That's right. That's I, I, stop me day. if I'm offending you. Right. I, no, I remember this night. You were leaving the show. You were going to calling hours for one of your clients. And you were pissed. You were mad that you know God took him away because he didn't get to enjoy his life. And you said, this tears me up inside to go to this because he didn't get to enjoy his retirement. Yeah, it's always the good ones. And, and the money he saved and planned. You know, everyone says, make sure you got all this money. Make sure you do this, do that. But they don't say the thing that you say. Life could, could leave you. Yeah, and here's the other thing that no one talks about on radio shows, investment shows. I'm going to tell I always give it to you straight. After 75, life sucks. Straight up. You can't take a piss right. You, 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 there's not really not much to I do. I would say 80. Give me okay. 80. And let's when, go 80. When, when you hit 80, it, okay. you start to get more frail. Let, let's go 80 then. What is? What are you going to do at 80? Right. You got the lounge chair. You got TV. You got hopefully the kids and the grandkids visit you. You ain't going in rock climbing. You ain't going on bicycle rides. You're not You're not doing all the other things you used to enjoy. That's a fact. So what? So why all these millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars, Mister and Mrs. Client? That's what I ask him. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It's only going to pass on to your kids or to the nursing home or to the nursing home. Even worse. And you know what? You can't get tomorrow back. Time is the most valuable commodity. The best investment I can offer you. When somebody comes to my office, is that get, why you really pitch sixty two? I mean, I do. I hundred percent. Because mathematically, it doesn't make sense. Well, no. I mean, uh, see. Uh, uh, th- this is just stuff that we would talk about during breaks or I when like you did it. that. I think it but, but, six, but you would talk about taking 62 because their life expectancy might be 73, and you would say that's 10 or 11 years. Hopefully, you make it. Absolutely. Hopefully, you're still healthy enough. Then I'm, that, hopefully, I'm you can enjoy you. it. Yeah, ex- well, I'm quoting you. You'd say, yeah. hopefully, you make it. Hopefully, you can go maybe to Florida if you want to in the winter, maybe on a cruise, maybe to buy a car, maybe to travel, maybe to do whatever you want in that in that time with the money that you've worked a lifetime for and your investments have worked out because let's just hope that that's the case right well you're still healthy and uh, and how many times it has had a big effect on you john because you've seen it so often where people that isn't the case like the guy you just mentioned well i got here's the thing i got a lot of those stories and you know steve was six weeks ago and uh I get one of those stories twice twice a month. I'll tell you, here's what's happening with me. So I started a business at the end of 99. 
And you got to remember, that's going to be 18 years ago here in, in about a month. So starting in February. And a lot of those people, you know, they started with 10 or 20 grand, giving a young kid a chance. They didn't, they had no business giving me money at that time, but they did it to get me started. And those people see me grow and I grew with them and I got to know their kids and their grandkids and what's important to them. And they went through three market crashes with me. So I got very close to them because money's a very intimate thing. And I, and you really, and truly, and this is most financial advisors, you really, you really love your clients. You really start to love your clients like family. And then to see them die with hundreds of thousands of dollars and still continue to turn down the AC in the summer and the heat in the winter and cut coupons and it, it, it breaks your heart when they finally make it to that retirement, that golden age, mm-hmm. and they get a couple years out of it and it's over. It, it's a killer. You're either you're either the most in, you're not you're either made of steel or, or inhuman, or you're mostly like me and other financial advisor where it's heartbreaking. And, and, oh no, and it really it bugs you, but it you've does. learned from it. Well, what, I, what I've learned is. When Life you counsel your other, the money. yeah, right. But I mean, money's important. But you've but you've counseled your other clients yeah. as a, as a result of this kind of stuff. I'm going to ask you a question outside of that. How angry do you get, mm-hmm. or do you do you see it when somebody d- does what you said, okay, mm-hmm. and then God takes them from the earth, and it, their it, and their it, kids like just piss the money well, away? Let me then. put it this way. I mean, I, I mean. Well, G- give me. I, I know this. Is, yeah, that's, that's a two a, part. Two part question. Oh, I want to hear it. When the and fir- don't use any words you can't use. On the I air. won't. I won't. Especially, I think the <laughs> boss is here. I just see him walk in. Okay. So, um, the, the, first of all, when a client dies, I got to tell you it. it and then I, I'm a kind of guy that I have a really hard time shedding tears for whatever reason. I'm. I'm just. I'm just not a crier. But it really it brings me to tears because I. I it's not the person dying; it's the people that he's leaving behind, or she's leaving behind. I get to see the kids and the grandkids, and it, all those memories of him or her or them at the table in the conference room and talking about their wishes and what they want to have. And it's just arrived; everything's here. It's in it's in front of you. It's like you remember it when they were I talking about they were talking about what's oh, if I die, happening. here's yeah. what can we do, right? Absolutely. And uh, uh, and um, bottom line is is. It, 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 it tears you up because, and, and like I told you before, it's, and you disagree with me, but I, I have to tell you the truth is most people in my industry are really good people. Ameriprise guys, Edward Jones guys, Merrill Lynch guys, they're, you really get to love and, and, and honor and care about your clients after a certain amount of years because you're human. And when you see that take place, it devastates you. It's like, it's like a piece of, it's like when your dog or, or a cat dies that you love. I'm a dog guy, so my pets die. It like took a piece of my heart away. Right. When I lose a client, it's the same exact feeling. It's not a family member, but it's like, man, a piece of my heart just got torn apart. And then the second part of your question is, it's not when it's not they basically, it's not that they piss it away. It's what happens. The kids argue. Like I just went through this with a with a pretty wealthy family and, and boardman, and there were six kids, believe it or not, and. My mom and dad were living, and dad passed first, and then mom passed secondly. And she, by the way, she wanted to pass, and we kind of wanted her to pass at eighty-nine years old because. But the, she they, was prideful. She I, she was falling apart. They planned for all of this, yeah. so with you. But up until dad, and up literally up until the hour of death, sisters and brothers got along. Mom dies. The sister, and I'm at the funeral. Turns around instead of. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe my eyes and ears as I'm talking about it. She's wanting to know about the money in the estate, and she's not even the executor. And so I'm trying to, like, make sure cool heads are prevailing. I'm trying to give her vague answers and, and gray answers so she backs off, but she's not backing off. 20 minutes into it, I finally just had to break it down to her. My temper got I said, listen, I'm here to honor your mom and her legacy I said, it's inappropriate. Come to the office, yeah. I said, and that's exactly what I said. I said, I got to tell you, I'm disgusted right now with you. And I, like, it came out, and I didn't even want that to come out. Like, I shouldn't have said that to her tomorrow. But, I mean, you're at the calling hours for your client. The guy that you sat at the table with. Yeah. And and she turned around, she said, I never, and I dare you. And and the brothers got to hear what she's doing, and they all stuck up for me and said, you know. So, basically, needs to say she didn't keep the money with me, her part. But the family is since blown up. 
And that's the killer. Over-arguing over, over this. Arguing my, hold, hold that thought for yeah. a second. We'll come back. I'm going to talk to John about this more. He's here till 7 tonight. News Radio 570 mm-hmm. WKBN. And so we'll pause for just a second, and we'll come back. This is John Arnold's and the Investment Show. It's Mondays at 6 on News Radio 570 WKBN. Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Courtney. Slow tonight down to 16. Was it snowing when you came in or raining or anything yet? No. Okay, cool. No. All right, we'll be later on tonight. 16 will be the low uh, for tonight. 22 will be the high for tomorrow and some AM snow showers. Uh, should be dry on Wednesday and 38. 60% chance of rain or snow on Thursday and 36. Right now it's 38. News Radio 570 WKBN. Talking with John Arnold. So there's nothing worse than, but the, but the, your client and and his wife laid out. If we die, here's what we want to happen. So their wishes will be carried out at, from from that point forward, right? There's no point in her arguing with you. Well, she gave the trustee a very hard time, and the trustee is a very nice guy, and he conceded to her. But since then, she's made it. And here's what the lady didn't know. Okay. As the trustee, he could have taken a trustee's fee, a management fee, and basically he was the sole trustee. He could have divvied up assets as he said, seed fit. He's the boss. It wouldn't be and, pertinent and to the, the will or such whatever. A nice guy, even, even though he did everything right, he couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't have been more cordial. She was still a you-know-what to him that up should. until the day she got her check. And have and you the, seen that in other cases? Oh man, is that is that I common it, or rare? I see it all the. I see it eighty percent of the time. Rarely do I say. It's hard to imagine. It, this is so hard to happens. imagine. One of the kids might get a house, and the other kids get a savings account, and the other kid get a life insurance, and then one of the kids think that the house is worth more than the life insurance, or vice versa, and they get pissy with the the guy that get, or the the, the the beneficiary that own the house. And then they hate them. Now, here's the craziest philosophical point of the whole thing. Mom and dad made that decision. Not the kids. Mom and dad made the decision where things go, right? It's their stuff. It's their stuff. So if they're going to be mad at somebody, they should be mad at mom and dad in the grave, not the kids that's receiving it. Well, why wouldn't you say, I, I, I don't understand people's mentality. My mentality would be, God, I miss my mother and father. Exactly. And for them to give me anything is something more than I have, and I don't expect nothing. I wish that, they would have been alive to enjoy it themselves. Exactly. They earned it. What, ha- what happens with people? Do you? So you see this a lot. Do you run into a concern that I that that I think a husband would have? Okay, let's say they die first, and do you hear this a lot? Because when you meet with your clients, this is something you discuss with them, and the guy says, "Well, if I die, I want to make sure that my assets, if she remarries." My assets go to my kids. I mean, how do you handle that discussion? Well, because if she remarries, now it, somebody else is in the picture. Honestly, that's an attorney question. And I know I'd love to hear the answer on the legal show because these guys do a great job on there. I want you to ask them that because I honestly, that's a legal question. What? Would have, but doesn't your client ask you that? Though? Doesn't a guy sit down when you're having this discussion and say, okay, if I die first... And then it goes to her, uh, and she remarries. I want to make sure that it, you know. Yeah, but if, I, uh, listen, it, I, that it goes to my kids, not to her a, husband. I know you're not doing this personally. You put me in a situation to where I could be breaking compliance. I understand. When when someone asks me a legal question, but this is how complex these things can is. get. Not a legal question, but I mean, no, but this requires a, a planning. So what happens is I have to say, like I always do, like a tax question. I need you to. Well, you got a lawyer right in your office. Well, I do, and that, and, and so a state one too. I'll bring I'll bring Chuck in and say, Chuck, what do you think? And Chuck is always he's free on the consultation. He's always he's an extremely nice guy, and he always says, "This is what we need to do." And here's my card for a free consultation. But the backup plan to that, where I come in, that I can actually do legally, is say. Well, if you want that to happen, if this is an IRA or an annuity or whatever, or life insurance, we can put contingent beneficiaries on the form. And no matter if you remarry or not, contingent beneficiaries, contingent beneficiaries. So if way passes, kids get the kids get the money, right? Uh-huh. But that's not always the case. So, and and I've run across those instances. I've run across that stuff, believe it or not, and it gets hairy and. You know, everybody. But this is the kind of stuff you do on a it day. It is. It's it's amazing because I my first ten years in business, I really didn't cross that bridge a lot. But because I'm getting older, my clients are getting older. 
I'm crossing this bridge two two times a month. Well, don't you get a lot of clients that are coming in that are older to begin with? I mean, a lot of people are taking money out of the bank now. A lot of people are coming in, and they might be 60, 61, 62 when they're becoming your client, too. They are, and and it's happening more and more. As a matter of fact, we like I told you before in other shows, that we've had to tell people to climb down off the risk ladder because they're so attracted and loving this market but I also tell them there's an equal and opposite reaction, man. And it's 70, you shouldn't be ultra aggressive. And they're seeing so many things go up right now, and they want to be part of that gravy train. And then, you know, you have to, you have, as an investment advisor, this is something that people don't understand. If a client says, I want to be risky, you are accountable, believe it or not, to be risky if the client wants it. They're giving you their suitability and saying, I want to do this or this. You have two options. Do what the client says. Or de- or deny them being your client. Mm-hmm. So you have a you have a you have a, a, a crossroads to, to cross there, and it's dangerous because you you want the client, you want to do what's right for them, you want to be age discriminatory, right? Mm-hmm. And or, you have to and you have or to you de- turn business away. You have to determine for that client too if they need a trust or a will, you know, just based on your Actually, knowledge. Actually, a lawyer has to do that. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah. get a read for it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just some of the stuff that he goes through. Jack and yeah. Boardman, stand by. We'll take your call. Another uh, segment to come with John Arnold's right after this. News Radio 570 WKBN. It's 630. Police today suspended their search for two men suspected of robbing Jared Gallery of Jewelry and Boardman today. The suspects led township police on a chase to the west side, causing an accident. They then got away on foot. Youngstown police today found more skeletal remains and clothing in the area where a human skull was discovered last week at Kensington Avenue and Halleck Street. A man is in the hospital in critical condition after Youngstown police say his girlfriend threw hot cooking grease on him. Renee Allgood faces charges. Harold Saunders was burned on his head, back, and arms. The Cleveland Indians will no longer have their Chief Wahoo logo on their uniforms. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred says the Indians have agreed with his position that the logo is no longer appropriate for infield use in Major League Baseball. The logo will still be sold in the Cleveland area, but not nationwide. Storm Team 27 forecasts snow tonight with low 21, cloudy Tuesday, high 23. From the all-new in 2018 Power Chevrolet Buick GMC of Cal- Calcutta, Ohio Newsroom. I'm Macy Jepson. Our next update at 7. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. 9.99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. Don't be left out in the cold this winter. Call Mazza Heating in Girard, your factory authorized Bryant dealer. Rain or snow showers quickly changing to all snow showers through this evening into tonight. Snow accumulation ranging anywhere from 1 to possibly up to 3 inches. Lows falling into the middle teens. Highs only in the low 20s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Temperature 37. News Radio 570, Dodie and I'm going to come back, pick up my conversation. Jack and Boardman, you're on with John Arnold. Hello there. Yes, hey, uh, John, do you know that General Motors tracks how many people, when they hire, when they retire, and how many retirement checks they get? I have no idea. Wait a minute, there you go. I forgot to turn you on. Go ahead. I have no idea. I'm assuming you know. Yes, they get 16 checks a year and a half, and 90% of the people pass by then. And you just cemented it. I, re- I retired in 94. Mm-hmm. And be getting a check every month. Well, you should be dead according to that formula. My dad retired at forty-seven around the same time. Yep. Hey, hey, hey Jack, you should be dead. <laughs> no, I'm not dead. <laughs> I know, but you got more than sixteen checks, right? Yeah, I did, but I'm living good. I eat out all the time, drive a new truck. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. And unfortunately, I listen to you. <laughs> well, that's keeping you going. No, that's driving me dead. Oh, no. Okay. Jack, I, it's giving you blood Verb pressure. Verb is the light of your life, and you take it and like it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, John, I'd like to come in and talk to you sometime. When's the best time for you? Honestly, have- man, I would love to talk to you. You sound like a really awesome guy and love their opportunity to earn your business. Give us a phone number. Yeah, give me a call at 330-965-9890, and you know, we'll set a free consultation. I'm a zero-pressure kind of guy, and I hope I can earn your business. Yeah, I talked to you before at the office. Over something else for somebody, just just a brief moment. Did you like it? Yeah, it was just a 
in general conversation with oh, somebody else. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, well, give him a call. Hey, all man, right? I appreciate the phone call. Hope I see you soon. Yeah, News Radio 570 WKVN. That's what it's all about, all, all about as we go along here. All right, so we'll check we'll check that. Comments or questions for John Arnold, by the way, you'll take them till 7 o'clock tonight, 729-9977, 729-9977. Alec, you're on with John Arnold. Hey, John, question for you. You know, I'm 30 years old. I've been pretty invested in the market. Um, you know, I know you can't give me advice, maybe some words of wisdom. Yeah. I don't want to take any money off the table, but at the same time, I just read an article today this is the longest we've gone since 1929 without Correct. a 5% pullback. Yep. I mean, I'm young. I can let it ride, but at the same time, I don't want to watch it, you know. Now, see, this guy's at, you're asking a great question. He is, he's saying, and I want to send him a gift card and a shirt. Okay, he doesn't want to let the market, he doesn't want to watch all of his gains deplete. You know what I'm saying? No, man, you don't hear 30-year-olds talk like that. That's awesome. So, great, great question. Great question for yourself. Great question for the audience. The first thing I want to remind you is... You can never time the market. Your name's Alec, right? Yeah. Right. That's a cool name. Alec, you can never time the market, so don't get caught up into that. Secondly, remember, magazines, media, including Ron and John, and and everybody that's pitching any kind of media, are, are the first job for the corporations to sell commercials. If you are pitching boring news like, hey, the market's going up today, great, and we think it's going to go up again tomorrow, then you, that's all you have. No one's going to buy commercials from you. So... Remember this, CNBC, Fox News, everybody else, when you're reading literature, it's designed for you to continue to read and get interested and get a hook and hook you in. But he's asking a fair question. No, no, it's going to go I'm down. Getting, I'm, he, getting, I'm getting there. All right. The deal is is when no one knows it's going to go down, no one, and and no one knows it's going to go up. But right now, you got to look at the fundamentals, and you got to look what makes sense. If you're truly fearful of a market downturn, here's how you can invest your money. You can go into a bounce fund which they have a ton of. And if you call me off the radio, I can give you a couple free ones. Or you can go into some utilities. Again, I'm not saying these can't lose money, but it's a way to capture upside, minimize downside, catch a couple dividends on the... If it's a, the, the beautiful part being a 30-year-old is dividends are going to help you out so much. Do you know how that works, dividends? Yeah, and I dividend reinvestment plans. Yep. yep. Throw them right back in. Exactly, and if and, the, and if the share price goes down, what's that doing for you? It's increasing your yield. It's increasing yield by dollar cost averaging you, right? So yep. it's 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 buying you shares at a lower price, right? With somebody else's money, not yours. Now here's a common misconception. This is for the listeners. Listen to this very carefully. This is one of the most powerful pieces of investing advice I could ever give anybody. You get dividends on the amount of shares you have in something, not on the amount of money you have in something. Did you catch that? What does yep. that mean? That means when you, let's say for AT and T stock, all right, and it's paying a four percent dividend right now, and it and it's and it's down. If you get that, you get that quarter, quarter twenty five cents a share, and you had a hundred shares, and that twenty five cents a share picks you up, say maybe another four shares, and then three months later you're getting dividends on a hundred and four shares, not on a hundred shares. So it's again, it's not the amount of money; it's on the amount of shares you have. It's a perfect circle in the positive direction for you. So that's why I don't mind buying a high-quality stock if it's down, if it has good fundamentals and there's promise to it, and you're catching a nice dividend. Well, let me ask you, Alec. You're 30, and you're are you investing like uh, uh, out when you work? Are you investing in a 401k? Or are you investing out just to, you know on the market on your own? Uh, yeah. Uh, 401k, IRA, brokerage account, yeah, a little bit of everything. And what? And what? What? T- t- tell me a little bit about what you, how you're investing. As far as what, what are you in? What type of? Uh, give me some details. Well, yeah, I mean, lot into uh, tech, semiconductors. Um, got in at a good time. Uh, company called Nvidia, uh, just been killing it for me. Hmm. But you know, I also, you know. Got a little bit of IBM on a dip. You know, I asked an AT&T, when I ask you, too, John, if you think that Time Warner deal is even going to go through. Um, Alibaba has been just tearing it for me. Um, how do you, a little bit of everything. How do you decide? Do you buy individual stocks or do you buy... Uh, He's an individual guy. He's smart. An ETF or what? Well, you know, I, I pay attention. You know, I don't want to necessarily buy a whole basket if some of them aren't going to do well. Just buy the winner. So he's answering your question. He buys stock in, in individually, and what? And do you buy it based on 
what you read in the paper, what you hear, or how do you determine what you buy? Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll put in limit orders, you know, for a certain price, and when it dips down, mm-hmm. you know, I'll I'll grab it once it gets on that dip. I got a long time horizon, so uh, for most of those stocks, I just let them ride. I how, think Alibaba is the next Amazon, really. How no, it did, is Amazon. It's just Amazon in China. How did you get yeah. to, when you look around at your peers at 30, incidentally, I was reading in the USA Today when it comes to millennials, a lot, uh, there's two scenarios. A lot of millennials don't have anything saved, and some of them have well over $100,000 saved. You know what I'm saying? There's a gigantic, um, there's a gigantic gap there between the haves and the have-nots. How well, I owe, I owe a lot to my parents, especially my dad. You know, they raised me well, and I uh, work hard, and I want to make my money work for me. See, this guy. I want to jump a, the phone and kiss the guy. This and is I'm a, not gay. This is a great yeah. attitude, but how you should be, right? Well, he's a perfect example of consequences and decisions. Right. He's, he's not going to go on a Hawaiian vacation. He's going to say at thirty, I'm going to buy some stocks. That's that, right. But, well, but but he's also I, asking. Ron, I, I kind of hate to tell you, but I've actually been to Hawaii twice. But I actually paid uh, twenty-two dollars and forty cents for both of my tickets to get there both times for my wife and I. Beautiful. Uh, what do you do? Take your wife in the luggage? Uh, but no, but, but, but okay, boy. but he's asking a key question and I get, I, I love this guy. I love his question. His question is, and I bet this guy's smart enough. If he sees the market that's going to tank to whatever event, like an 08 event, John, or a major event, his question is brilliant. Cause he's saying, I want to be able to pull, you would pull the pin, right? Call her at that point. So you don't ride the market down because you want to take your gains Get out of it and let it fall, and then and then buy back in. You don't want to well, say, yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't want to take you know too much off the table now, but I'd love to take some off the table and let the market. Well, you you really know you, you know you, the key to down. your success is is the key to the guy's success is he's disciplined and he's smart. He's following. Well, the key is the discipline. If I can name one characteristic he has above investors that 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 fail. Is he's disciplined. He's talked about limit orders, right? That's what you talked about, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that you don't frivolously spend, right? Oh, oh, no. There you go. So therein lies a guy like you, Ron, who's a disciplined investor, disciplined saver, and that's why you're going to be uh, very successful in your life, and if you already, and you probably already are. But here's where I'm going with this. If you So the general rule of thumb is when you get a 20% gain or more, you set a stop loss, right? I'm talking to you, Alec. No, no. Okay. Well, th- th- that's the rule of thumb, just so you know. I'm not saying that's what you should do. That's the rule of thumb. Yeah. And when you get a 20% stop, 20% gain in something, and for me, I'll put a stop loss at 18% and move on because I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if the Golden Gate Bridge is going to blow up tomorrow or the EMP bomb's coming or whatever crazy terrorist attack's coming. All right? And if I have a 20% gain... And I and it, and it stops out on me. I don't care because you know what? There's a there's hundreds of other things that I think are prominent that I can get in and maybe make an eighteen percent gain in. But if you're a guy like yourself, thirty, and you have a good and you believe in the company and the fundamentals, and you don't care if you lose your gain in your in your principal because you think in three years you're going to have more than what you started with even before selling it, then God bless you. The main thing is is have the discipline to have parameters for yourself. Everybody loves a stock market when it goes up. Everybody hates the stock market goes down. Disciplined investors always win. And that's where the term hogs get slaughtered comes from. So I uh, I, I just want to congratulate you on for me being such a successful young person. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't I wish I wish you could hold a seminar on how to be a thirty year old investor. Um, but I do like I would like you to stay on the line if you could to, um, with Steve and I'd like to send you out a, a gift card to your restaurant. Oh, I appreciate that. All right, so he'll send you a shirt, right? Yep. All right, hang on. Steve, get his name and address. Uh, Thank you, guys. Hang on, and I'll send you a shirt. All right, well, that's a nice thing. Um, That's what, uh, uh, you know, I should like that really helped the show. No, I should have, I should have asked him the key question. If he's doing this on his own, do you think he's doing it like in a Vanguard or something like that? Yeah, that's what those guys use. They'll use it. They're using He's not going through a broker and he's doing it on his own. A guy like that doesn't need a guy like me unless he's too busy to do it on his own. But uh, you can tell a guy like that has enough time and, and know-how to get it done. I see someone like me teaming up with him, maybe to get him some ideas, but normally guys like that do share builder, Scott Trade, e, uh, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, uh, any of the online brokerages. 
and figure out where where yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. But he but he's a risk taker because he's buying oh, individual stocks. Like you said, named, I don't want a bucket of, of. Yeah, the stuff he names crazy crazy risk. You know that right? And when you're talking about anything in China, you're you're literally throwing a dart. And that Alibaba. Yeah, I mean, I've had so many clients ask me about Alibaba, and I talk them out of it. And I said we're going to Amazon, and I and they said, well, there's so much potential in Alibaba. I said you couldn't be more correct. The problem is, the SEC and other regulatory agencies guard the Amazon and the publicly traded companies from fraudulently reporting things. Try that in China. See how that goes down. Mm-hmm. They get to report whatever the hell they want. It's a communistic country. They control the news 100%. If they want to report Alibaba's knocking it out of the park, Alibaba's barely screaming by, you're at their mercy. Whereas you go to jail for, for years in the country if you do that. So I try to talk them out of individual stocks in China. And sometimes I have to do what they, have, they want to, but I, that's what happens. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so far so good, right? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't be prouder of that guy. Go ahead. No, you need you, you need guys like that. But he, but he's disciplined enough to say, I'm going to sacrifice. My dad, that was always my father's philosophy, folks. You should live as far below your means as is possible and, uh, and uh, you know, invest and save. And, and of course, uh, he did it as well. And then, you know, you reach a point where you can buy your home and... Uh, all of that kind of stuff, you know. Don't fall. Don't follow the crowd to say, "Boy, I got to move out of my house. I'm 22 or 23 and get on my own." My dad used to say to my brothers, "If you want to pay rent to somebody, pay it to me. If not, stay here for free, save your money, and learn to invest." Yeah, you had. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that I, was I got just cheated. I never got to meet your parents, but your your parents sound like he was champions. a great man. He was they were champions. I was reading today. Let me lay that. Well, just sent you a minute and mention it. What did I do with my glasses? Where are my reading glasses? Yeah, no, Ron. <laughs> I'm not gonna just let Beatrice and the guys beat you up. I, just I get to beat you up so a little bit too. But okay, but listen to this. This was in Saturday's paper. Listen to this, okay. just as a quote. All right, they're talking about uh, this Tyler Hewitt that uh, uh, got uh, busted. All right, and he was going to go to YSU as uh, and uh, promised he could coach at Fitch, a football player. And uh, and Judge uh, Lou Diapolito said this. He sentenced him four years in prison. He said, here's what Diapolito said. Coach Trussell, now YSU president, says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, said Judge Lou Diapolito, Mahoney County Common Police Court. In this case, that's exactly what happened. Absolutely. Show Every me your friends, time. I'll show you your future. The that's company you keep, right? Yeah, that's a great quote, though, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, you had another good one right here. When he sent, so the guy got uh, four years in prison. And I thought this was good. Judge Diapolito said, You have a long life ahead of you. Only you can decide whether it's full of life, love, and happiness or something that's painful for your family. Choices and consequences, right? Isn't that great, though? It's so true. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't for all of us. Right. Um, I tell you, I I can give you a a, a little bit of a sob story example of what happened to me and what kind of parents I had similar to you. Mm -hmm. So I grew up on the north side of Youngstown, Bonita Avenue. And, you know, at that time, some of the houses were starting to be vacant. Well, that was back in the day where my parents would let people would let their kids still play in the streets and and you had to be home before the street lights came on and the neighbors still looked out for you. So I would go and hang out with my friends. We'd skateboard, play football, et cetera. But one day, we broke into this vacant building, and it was across the street from my house, and we were in the basement, we wanted to make it our clubhouse. Now, we we weren't being malicious and vindictive. We were just being kids trying to make it our clubhouse, all right? And my parents heard me down there, and and they, they waited for me to come in, and they asked me where I was, and I lied to him. I said I was skateboarding. Mm-hmm. They said, no, you weren't. We heard you down in the basement, and I got the beating of a lifetime on my ass, mm-hmm. and I got grounded for a month, and mm-hmm. I had to sit on It was a bad one. And my dad told me, and he this, he told me when I was, I want to say I was going to be 12, he said, the reason why you got such a punishment is because we don't know who would have been down there with you. You could have been kidnapped. You could have been, you know, had bad things happen to you, and that's one of the worst things you can do. Plus, that property's not yours. But more importantly, the gang, the people, the kids that convinced you to go down there are not good kids. Mm-hmm. And we told you before, don't hang around those kids or you're going to get in trouble. Well, sure enough, those kids got me in trouble. And sure enough, believe me, I didn't hang around them anymore. And that was the best thing that could happen to me. And that's parenting. That's parenting. And and that's what that Polita was telling them in a judge way versus a parent or parental way. And that's why 
that's what we're missing in society. I got beat on on Facebook for saying this, but I'll go back. I'll go to my grave saying this. If you want to rebuild America, get get mom raising the kids at home. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. And so, your mom will make sure you're hanging around the right people. It should at least yep. if have it, mom raise the kids. If you got good parents, not nannies, not 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 Sony or or Xbox. Or, you got to have a good parent though that gotta, cares. You do. It you all. Do. I mean, it all starts yeah, with that, yep. and that's. It's part of it's part of why I mean you you yourself looked at how hard your dad worked on his retirement mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and as you as you grew into business you knew how valuable and how hard that was to him and that's how personally you take it with your own clients right you, you understand the meaning of that to all of them you know and all you know, it's amazing like all the lessons and hardcore lessons and all the things that my parents taught me growing up how that has actually come full circle and how i treat my clients money like my dad working triple overtime at, at john r motors and i've seen him you know do that in the snow and and shovel our driveway and do that at, at a late night and my mom picking up an extra job here or there to give us extra money to have a family vacation all those and then saving mm-hmm. like the to me to my parents the i and i was so mad at him and so humiliated growing up to my parents to them Buying a $55 pair of Nike Airs, Jordans, which was like $200 pair now, right. was insane. Right. To them, going and buying Pro Wings at Kmart was what you'd gotten, and you better be happy with that. Right. And of course, I wanted what everybody else had. I, I didn't want to be made fun of. I wanted the Air Jordans. But now I understood. Now those same kids are living in mom and dad's bedroom or in jail or all the bad things, you know, all the stupid decisions because mom and dad taught them the wrong way. Right. And they and gave into the peer I'm pressure. I'm not going to say I'm successful, but I'm, I moved ahead. All right. Uh, on News Radio 570 WKBN, we'll come back in 60 seconds with John Arnold on News Radio 570 WKBN. So stay tuned. Storm Team 27 forecast, snow going to be happening. Showers turning to snow, 16 for low tonight. 40% chance of uh, some uh, morning snow. One to three inches of possibility. 22 for a high tomorrow, 12 for a low. And uh, let's see, 38 on Wednesday. Right now, we're still at 35, so we're above freezing. That's good. 653 News Radio 570 WKBN. Bill, you're on with uh, John Arnold here on the Investing Show. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Yes. Good evening. Uh, interesting situation. Um, looking at possibly taking an early retirement, um, turn uh, 66 next year. And um, How's that an early retirement if you're 66? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's early for me. No, okay. God bless you. You, you. you can get Medicare. You don't have the health care issue. Go ahead. Okay. But um, I was looking at uh, several scenarios. Um, I've got, obviously, I can fall back on Social Security. Uh, I've got some investment in stocks, and I've also got IRAs. And and what's your IRAs made of? Um, they're, um, they're, now, what do you mean by what are they made of? Well, an IRA is not an investment. It's a tax label. What is the IRA? Is it stocks? Is it an annuity? Yeah. Is it a major fund? What is it? Um, it's actually, I've got it diversified into several different um uh, Options. Uh, some are in bonds. Some are in stocks. Okay. Uh, so it's a uh, diversified brokerage account portfolio. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've got to invest it out. But um, one of the things I'm looking at is if I take in Social Security early and I have to make up the difference, uh, I can take it out of an IRA to make up for the money I need monthly. Right. Or I could take it uh, and start uh, selling off my stocks. Which you know, um, you know, I got to look at what's taxable versus what's not taxable. I can tell you right now, the IRA is going to be taxable 100. percent Then the the non-IRA stuff is going to be taxable 15 percent as long as it's long-term gain. Right. Um. So, your what you are suggesting is that because I could not take my Social Security early and wait till I hit 66, and then live off of the IRA, but then I'm going to be liquidating the assets of it. Well, yeah, not to mention, you have to do it at 70 and a half, so if you have non-IRA money that you have a gate on this past 13 months and put you in a 15% tax bracket, uh-huh. all right, it, it, it versus, you know, when you take money out of your IRA, you're going to go dollar for dollar. You take 100, let's say you take $60,000 out of your IRA to supplement your income, yeah. that's 100% taxable. $60,000 is going to be added to your 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 income for the year, 
And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Plus, again, in four and a half years, you're going to be forced to take out of your IRA anyway. You might as well let it accumulate tax deferred. You've you basically answered your own question. So, if again, this is what uh, consult with your your own advisor. Consult with me for free on the side, whatever, before you make the final decision. But it sounds like to me, one, take your Social Security. It should be what twenty one hundred. Mm-hmm. All right. Social Security. You have a pension or anything? No. How much? If you how much how much do you need to how much do you need to live a year a month? Uh, probably about thirty five hundred. Okay, what do you have in stock that you're going to liquidate? Uh, about 60000 60000 is going to be equivalent return on investment on on a safe return. Do 66, 6.5%, and that's really, really, that's really pushing limits in itself. That's probably a $300 a month payment. So 300 plus 2100 puts you at 2500 or 2400 So you're still, you have a gap of 1000 mm-hmm. Do you have anything, do you have a pension? Do you have anything else to fill that gap? No then you're going to have to dip into the IRA if you want to retire. Mm-hmm. But you can draw, listen, draw from it. Draw from it. That way, yeah. the, draw from it that way the tax ramification is not as bad as, you know, not that bad. Yeah. Or well, I got one more option for you. Yeah. Exhaust what's in the stock that you're selling and take it as long as you can and then liquidate what you need by year end, just enough to make ends meet. So that way you don't have a huge tax consequence in one year. What I'm saying is spread it out to two years. Mm-hmm. So that's another strategy you can do. Yeah, that's what I said. There's uh, several different ways I can do it. I'm looking at the tax liability because, from what I understand, with uh, 401 or with the IRA, is that uh, it's uh, as long as with the Social Security. Uh, that's where it comes into play because the Social Security becoming taxable income. Right. Well, no, it is going to be taxable income if you make over a certain amount. But, I mean, what do you want? I mean, again, it comes down to what we said at the beginning of the show. How long yeah. do you want to not take your money that you've worked so hard for? Yeah. Right. Well, here's a key question, caller. What if you die? Then my kids are going to be real happy. Yeah. They're not going to be happy with your Social Security. Yeah. You're you know definitely I mean? not going to be happy. You're going to be rolling over a grade that you've been given... I mean, there are, the government not got anything back. Everyone thinks yeah. they'll live a long old life, but if you, you know, life expectancy 72, 73, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, hopefully you'll live to be 85, 90 or whatever, but. Yeah. And so it depends, you know, are you working now, caller? Yeah. All right, maybe enjoy your work. Call us next Monday. We'll yep. talk more, okay? Yep. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Uh, no, thank I'd you. like to hear more of his story. How do we get a hold of you? 330-965-9890. All consultations are free, zero pressure. And we always, uh, you'll leave with a smile. Straightforward advice from John Arnold's right there in Canfield. Uh, What's the phone number for the office? 330-965-9890. Keep charging.